0: Oh, okay. oh. You're listening, listening to Hold That Thought. From Arts and Sciences at Washington University in St. Louis. Thanks for listening to Hold That Thought. I'm your host, Claire Navarro. You might recognize the song you're hearing. It's Paul Robeson singing Old Man River. The song was originally written for the Broadway musical Showboat, and Robeson's version is easily the most famous. However, since the song was first performed in 1927, it has been reinterpreted a seemingly countless number of times. And as musicology professor Todd Decker will explain, each recording conveys something unique about the performer or the listener at a specific point in American history. Decker shares these stories and more in his upcoming book, who should sing Old Man River? First, a little background about the origins of Old Man River.
1: So, Old Man River was um, the song around which the whole show Showboat was conceived. And Showboat was um, a 1927 Broadway show by Oscar Hammerstein II, he's the lyricist, and Jerome Kern, the composer.
0: Kern and Hammerstein wrote this song with a specific artist in mind the African-American singer Paul Robeson, who we just heard a moment ago.
1: Robeson was a big star on Broadway at the time um, and in in the concert hall. And they wanted, essentially, I think, to put this black singing sensation into a big-time Broadway show.
0: Robeson ended up having a complicated relationship with the song Old Man River. We'll hear that story in a bit. But even leaving out Robeson, the list of artists who performed the song goes on and on.
1: There's people like Judy Garland, who sang it on television twice. Sammy Davis Jr. sang it on television a couple times. The Beach Boys actually recorded it but didn't release it. Cher did a version in the 60s uh, that's actually pretty cool.
0: Clearly, by the time the song got to Cher, Old Man River had moved beyond its Broadway roots and become something of a pop song. In fact, this transformation happened decades earlier. Bing Crosby sang it big band groups and jazz musicians performed it. For many years, Old Man River was a song that was meant to make people dance, which is somewhat surprising given the actual lyrics.
1: It's a very political song. The dynamics of black men laboring for white bosses on the land in the south is is all right there in the lyric. And yet at the same time, it has this terrific melody that a lot of people have wanted to sing or play. And it's possible to do a version of it that doesn't sound too political.
0: The politics of the song largely have to do with race. The musical showboat opens with the character Joe sitting by the Mississippi River, singing about life as a black man in the South laboring for a white man boss. The song he sings, of course, is Old Man River.
1: There's two parts to the song. There's the verse, which is where Hammerstein uses explicit black-white language. The white man boss is in the verse. And then there's the chorus, which doesn't use that language. So performers have had that, that option to not do the verse and sort of not confront that. So, for instance, Judy Garland doesn't sing the verse.
0: Rather than using the song to say something about race... Garland adapted it to express her own suffering and experiences. But over time, performers did choose to embrace the racial tension in the lyrics.
1: The most active period for Old Man River performances and the greatest variety of performances happens right during the height of the Civil Rights Movement from 58 to about 1970. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's recording it. It's on television 12 times in that period.
0: This era of Old Man River performances is significant not only because the song was performed so many times, but also because it was transformed in so many ways.
1: There's one by um, this black comedian Jackie Moms Mabley who um, uh, rewrites the whole song and basically tells Old Man River I'm not gonna stand around by you anymore I don't care what you know um, I'm staying up here in New York City I don't want to be in this I mean she she, she remakes the whole thing and rejects it, sort of has her cake and eats it too. She gets to do Old Man River, but she doesn't have to, she doesn't have to stay where the lyric would, would choose to put her.
0: For the most dramatic reinterpretation of Old Man River, we return to Paul Robeson. Remember, the song was written with Robeson in mind. He sang it in the 1936 film version of Showboat, but the story doesn't end there.
1: After World War II, Robeson's career starts to change. He'd been a movie star, for about 15 years and been completely dissatisfied with the way he was presented as a black actor in films, the characters he had to play. And he struggled with finding a place where he could use his talents to be an activist.
0: Paul Robeson, movie star, singer, activist, bore little resemblance to Joe, the character that Oscar Hammerstein created for Showboat. The last section
1: of the song has Joe resigned to his fate He says, um, I get weary and sick of trying, I'm tired of living and scared of dying, but Old Man River, he just keeps rolling along. Um, So so it's this expression of um, noble suffering,
0: I'm going to keep putting up with this until I die. Remember that by this time the song is well known, and Robeson is known for singing it. He can't really get away with not performing the song. But the idea of African Americans nobly suffering did not exactly align with Robeson's values. So what was he supposed to do?
1: He starts to change the lyrics. And the first hint of this comes in 1947, where he sang Old Man River at Lewison Stadium, which was a venue in New York City. And he changed the words to Old Man River, and it was was news enough to make it into the New York Times, that he had changed the words. And he wasn't saying, I'm tired of living and scared of dying. He was saying, I must keep fighting until I'm dying. So he takes this moment where the the singer sort of gives up and turns into this moment where the singer says, I'm gonna keep fighting. And supposedly in 1947, the audience went crazy and loved it. In 1949, Robeson goes to Paris to a International Communist Party conference and basically disses the United States and says that he doesn't really understand why, as a black man, he should look favorably towards the United States and democracy, perhaps, it would be better for the black man to look towards the Soviet Union and communism. These comments blow up in the US press and basically end his career. On that same trip, after he's in Paris making those comments, he goes to the Soviet Union and sings Old Man River in Moscow and sings these new words. He changes Oscar Hammerstein's lyric and says, "Um, uh, but I keeps laughing instead of crying. I must keep fighting until I'm dying. Hammerstein actually responded to this change in the, new, in the paper. He, he put out a statement, Oscar Hammerstein, the lyricist, and said, you know, if Paul wants to write his own song, and he called him Paul in the paper, if Paul wants to write his own song, he can write his own song, but I don't think the words should be changed. So there's this, um, uh, these very high stakes for everyone involved with the song, and for and to turn this tune about resignation into a tune about activism.
0: This brings us back to the question posed in Decker's book title, Who Should Sing Old Man River?
1: If I show the Robeson version or play Robeson singing it to my students first, most of them embrace it and go, oh, that's, that's how it should go. That's moving. That's, that's powerful. And then I'll, you know, I'll play a jazz version, which is sort of like a Bing Crosby performance where he just tosses it off and sings it fast, doesn't take it seriously, and um, they learn very quickly that that um, Crosby's version is not taking this song that seems to be quite serious about race in America. It's not taking it seriously. And and some of them get offended or, or rejected or don't want to hear it. That's wrong. Sinatra shouldn't be singing that song. Or Robeson's the only person that can sing it. And you've got to have those changed lyrics because that fixes the fault in Hammerstein's lyrics. The, the larger project is, is for me really sort of a, an ethical one in that sense that here's this popular song that a lot of people have wanted to perform and performed and that audiences have enjoyed in many different ways. And yet it deals with these important issues at the core of the nation. Old Man River is the product of a segregated America. It stays in the musical imagination of, of listeners and performers all the way through and beyond um, the civil rights movement into, you know, um, the present. It's still alive in the culture in some way, if only as part of *Showboat*.
0: Many thanks to Todd Decker for contributing to *Hold That Thought*. Decker has also written *Music Makes Me*, Fred Astaire and Jazz, as well as *Showboat*. Performing Race in an American Musical. For many more ideas to explore, please visit holdthatthought.wustl.edu or follow us on Facebook or Twitter or subscribe to our weekly podcasts through iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Thanks for listening.